drags the tackler into the end zone. He catches it in stride and scores. This is This Week in the Mountain West. He walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Mountain West Conference champions. Hi, this is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West, and you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. On the Mountain West Radio Network. Welcome into the Week 9 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Matt Neverett. This week on the program, we'll be joined by Utah State broadcaster Scott Gerrard to recap one of the craziest finishes in college football this year in the Aggies' 26-24 win over Colorado State last week. We'll check in on the likely favorites for the Mountain West end-of-season awards, and we'll also go over each and every game around the Mountain West Conference in upcoming Week 9 action. News and notes from around the conference include another win as a nationally ranked team for Brady Hoke and the now 7-0 San Diego State Aztecs in a 22 to 14 dogfight against Air Force in Week 8. With the win, the Aztecs continued on as one of the now nine remaining undefeated teams in the FBS, and they moved up to number 20 in the coaches' poll and number 21 in the AP Top 25. With Fresno State ranked in the Top 25 earlier this season, 2021 marks the sixth consecutive year that the Mountain West has had a team ranked, and the conference as a whole has also been nationally ranked in 21 of the last 28 AP polls. After their first 7-0 start since 1975, the Aztecs will put their winning streak on the line when they host the Fresno State Bulldogs in a game that will feature the third highest combined record of any FBS matchup in Week 9. The weekly awards from around the Mountain West were announced on Monday morning and featured a mix of past winners and a pair of first-time selections. The Offensive Player of the Week went to senior running back Jordan Mims of Fresno State, his first career Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week honor. The senior out of Palo Alto, California, helped lead the Bulldogs to a 34-32 victory over Nevada, tallying a career-best 134 yards on the ground. He also caught four passes for 20 yards. Mims scored a pair of touchdowns in the win as well, recording his second rush touchdown of the year and his first receiving. Corey Bethley of the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors was named as the Defensive Player of the Week around the Mountain West, totaling eight tackles and an interception in a 48-34 victory for Hawaii over New Mexico State. Bethley returned his interception 79 yards for a touchdown in the second quarter of the win for his first career touchdown. He also recorded a tackle for loss, one pass breakup, and two quarterback hurries. San Diego State kicker and punter Matt Ariza continued his dominance with his leg, earning his fourth career Mountain West Special Teams Player of the Week award honors. In the Aztecs' 20-14 victory over Air Force, Ariza punted five times for an average of 54.8 yards, with four of his five punts landing inside the 20-yard line. Also notched an 81-yard punt, which was the longest in the nation last week. Ariza also tallied two field goals in two tries, including a 51-yarder, and was also two for two in point-after attempts, registering for eight of the 20 points for San Diego State in the win. And the Mountain West Freshman of the Week was quarterback Isaiah Chavez from New Mexico, who led the Lobos to a road victory in Laramie, Wyoming, the Lobos' first win in 17 tries on the road. Chavez set a Lobo record with a 9.09 completion percentage, going 10 of 11 for 112 yards and a touchdown. The completion percentage was the second best ever in a Mountain West game. Chavez also led New Mexico with 49 yards rushing in the win. We'll rehash all the action from last weekend when we return. It's the Week 9 edition of This Week in the Mountain West, and you have it right here on the Mountain West Radio Network. 
This is Craig Bull, head coach of the University of Wyoming. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With unrivaled landscapes that provide a quality of life unlike any in the country, you'll find us immersed at the peak of nature's splendor through a gateway of opportunity which leads to academic and personal growth that is beyond compare. Our students learn at the peak of achievement. And as our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor. But don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other teams' fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. Sportsmanship is making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. The next big play is just a click away on the Mountain West Network. Join me, Jesse Kurtz, for the latest insight, analysis, and live game action you won't find anywhere else. Catch over 1,500 events for free in HD on the only network that lets you watch any team, anytime, on any device. Go to the MW.com today and get your game on with the Mountain West Network with 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. As our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. This is Andy Avalos, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Before we dive further into the Week 9 slate, let's take a look at the week that was, Week 8 in the Mountain West Conference, beginning with the New Mexico Lobos, who were able to stymie the Wyoming offense en route to a 14-3 win in Laramie, thanks to an outstanding performance under center from freshman signal caller Isaiah Chavez. Chavez is under center. The tailback is Dumas. Tight end to the right is Jarvis, and it's a play fake. Chavez rolling out. It's a throwback. He has a man wide open. It's caught at the 30. It'll be a Lobo touchdown. Robert Poitnoy on the call for KKOB in Albuquerque. In a high-flying affair in Fresno, California, the Bulldogs of Fresno State were able to defeat the Nevada Wolfpack in a 34-32 final that featured 984 yards of total offense between both teams and some high-flying plays down the field. First and 10 from the Bulldog 36. Hayner takes the snap, hands off to Rivers. Little shake and bake, finds a huge hole. There he goes to the 50, running to the Nevada 40, the 30, 25, 20, stiff arm on the 10, 5, carries him into the end zone, Ronnie Rivers. Paul Leffler of Learfield on the call for Fresno State. San Diego State and Air Force did battle at the Academy in Colorado Springs with both teams entering into the Week 8 matchup with a combined one loss between them. And it was the Aztecs who came out on top to win their seventh straight game to start the year, this time in a tightly contested 20-14 final score. Shavers, Matthews out to the far side. They're going to hand it off to Kagan Williams. Touchdown, Aztecs! 
Touchdown call by Ted Leitner of Extra 1360 in San Diego. San Jose State was able to survive in a tightly contested matchup with UNLV, walking out of Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas 27-20 winners in Week 8 play. Nash to throw, three-man rush, steps up, runs up the middle of the field, cuts back to his left side, to the five, to the goal line, he's in! Touchdown, San Jose State! Nick Nash on the quarterback draw from 15 yards away. That was Justin Allegri from Learfield on the call. In the only non-conference matchup around the Mountain West in Week 8, it was the Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii surviving against the New Mexico State Aggies in a 48-34 final in Honolulu. Second and 10 now, Jonah Johnson from the gun. He's going to fake the handoff, Pit. and it's picked. And this one is very likely going to the house. Hello, Corey Bethley. Touchdown, Hawaii. Bobby Kerwin on the call, ESPN Honolulu. And in the craziest game nationwide in Week 8, it was Utah State holding on to a 26-24 victory over Colorado State thanks to some special teams confusion on the game's final play. Here's Scott Gerrard with the exciting call. And they're going to bring in the field goal unit right now. Wow. They... Uh, a lot of confusion. Are they yeah. going to be able to get the field to go in? Why is the clock not starting? Why is the clock not starting? Here comes the field goal attempt. Low snap. Kick is up. And it is no good. He missed it left. He missed it left. Confusion on the field by Colorado State. And the Aggies are going to win this game. When we return on This Week in the Mountain West, we'll take a look at the top individual candidates for end-of-season awards around the conference. This is Troy Calhoun, head football coach of the United States Air Force Academy. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Jay Norvell, head coach of the University of Nevada. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. You're tuned in to the Week 9 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. Once again, I'm your host, Matt Neverett. With every team at least halfway through its overall schedule and at least three conference games down for each program, now seems like a fitting time to break down some of the frontrunners for end-of-season individual awards in the conference. Starting with the Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year candidates, it's a pair of quarterbacks leading the charge along with a running back and Utah State wide receiver Devin Tompkins. The Aggies senior wideout currently leads the conference in catches with 56 and is the only pass catcher averaging anywhere near 100 yards per game, a category in which Tompkins is averaging 113 yards per contest. Running back Brad Roberts of Air Force paces all rushers conference-wide with an average of 105.6 yards on the ground per game and one of the nation's top rushing offenses. Quarterbacks Jake Hayner of Fresno State and Carson Strong of Nevada are the two leading quarterback candidates under consideration as well for the Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year as of this point. The defensive player of the year around the conference is still wide open with Cam Thomas of San Diego State leading Mountain West defenders in tackles for loss with an average of over one and a half per game, while Tristan Nichols of Nevada leads the conference with eight sacks so far in only seven games played. Also under consideration currently are Chad Muma of Wyoming and Kyle Harmon of San Diego State who are both tied atop the conference tackle leaderboard. The top special teams player of the year candidates look like a mix of two kickers and two return specialists to this point around the conference. 
Jordan Bird of San Diego State and Savon Scarver of Utah State are the only two return men around the Mountain West to return a kickoff or a touchdown thus far, and Bird leads all returners with an average of over 32 yards per kickoff return. Colorado State kicker Caden Camper has made 18 field goals so far, three more than anyone else in the conference, and is tied for the Mountain West lead with a season long of 53 yards. Matt Ariza, who both punts and kicks for the San Diego State Aztecs, has averaged a conference-leading 54 yards per punt, including an 81-yard bomb in Week 8, while also making nine field goals in 13 tries so far on the year. And the Coach of the Year award figures to be a tight choice all the way until the end of the season, with four coaches standing above the rest to this point in the year. Utah State was projected to finish fifth in the Mountain Division in the preseason poll, but head coach Blake Anderson has piloted the Aggies to a 5-2 start and currently are tops in the Mountain Division. Other contenders for the award include the head coaches of both Mountain West teams that have been ranked this year, with Brady Hoke leading the currently number 21 ranked San Diego State roster and Kalen DeBoer hoping to stay hot on the Aztecs' heels as Fresno State heads into a matchup against San Diego State here in Week 9 of Mountain West action. We'll check in with Utah State play-by-play -play broadcaster Scott Gerard next to preview their matchup against Hawaii right here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Danny Gonzalez, head coach of the University of Mexico Lobos. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. As our more than 5,000 student athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. The next big play is just a click away on the Mountain West Network. Join me, Jesse Kurtz, for the latest insight, analysis, and live game action you won't find anywhere else. Catch over 1,500 events for free in HD on the only network that lets you watch any team, anytime, on any device. Go to the MW.com today and get your game on with the Mountain West Network with unrivaled landscapes that provide a quality of life unlike any in the country, you'll find us immersed at the peak of nature's splendor through a gateway of opportunity which leads to academic and personal growth that is beyond compare. Our students learn at the peak of achievement. And as our more than 5,000 student athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor, but don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud, but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other team's fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. Sportsmanship is making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. This is Brady Hoke, head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. 
Next up on the Week 9 edition of This Week in the Mountain West is Utah State play-by-play man Scott Gerrard, who's fresh off calling one of the craziest endings in the conference this season in the Aggies' thrilling 26-24 victory over Colorado State last weekend. And Scott, walk me through that ending from your vantage point. Colorado State was able to pick up the first down on a passing play to the Aggie 23-yard line with 11 seconds left, and then... And then all heck breaks loose, Matt. It was uh, it was bizarre. It was crazy. It was uh, as weird as anything I've ever seen. And it's really hard, you know. You've done the play-by-play thing. You know, you're supposed to paint a picture, but then you're also in your mind trying to kind of just comprehend what you're seeing. And and I'm a little upset, you know, because you look, you want the team you're calling a game for. You want them to win. It's more fun to call games that you're winning and. And Utah State had given up the touchdown. They weren't able to pick up the first downs needed to end the game. And Colorado State mows right down the field. They're at the 23-yard 20, there. And as soon as they complete that pass to the 23-yard line, you know, oh, my goodness, they're well within field goal range at this point. Uh, they're going to spike the ball. They're going to set things up. And they got a chance to pull off this miraculous comeback with just under five minutes remaining. And all of a sudden, when you see that they're not spiking the ball, there's all this confusion, and you're just trying to paint the picture of what's going on, but you yourself don't really know what's going on. It's as crazy as it looks out on the field. And, and then to see the crowd reaction with the balls in the air to let you know they've missed it, I mean, it, it went from, oh, my goodness, they're going to lose this game, to, oh, my gosh, I don't know how, but they just won this game. It was a crazy, fun call to be a part of, and Utah State just finds weird ways to win games this year. And I said in the conference, that may have been one of the more unique and hectic endings to a game uh, across college football at any level this year. But uh, looking at the, the positives really for Utah State included Connor Coles. He was one of the main reasons the Aggies were able to pull out the win at the end, booting a career-best four field goals, including what turned out to be a game-winning kick in the last Aggie drive offensively. What's it been like for you to watch week in and week out? Well, it's funny you bring that up, too, because – he had been in a little bit of a rut. He struggled the week before against UNLV, missed a couple of opportunities. And and uh, Coach mentioned after the game, he didn't talk about it pregame, but, and I understand why, but during practice the Tuesday before, every field goal he attempted in, their, in practice, he missed. And so they're concerned about his availability, if he's, if he's beat up, what's going on, because he can't seem to make a field goal. And then he comes out there and not only makes – you know, the first three, but he makes probably the most pressure-packed field goal of his career and uh, splits the uprights, hits four big ones, and um, and frankly was the hero of the game, honestly, in terms of the ability to give the points necessary to win. So it was great to see him. He's a good young man, a good player, and it was good to see him right the ship and come up with some big plays down the stretch. And one of the reasons that he became such a big offensive factor was that quarterback Logan Bonner was getting chased all over the field, sacked eight times in the in the win, which was a high for the Colorado State defense on the year. He threw an interception as well, but he did put up 233 passing yards and a pair of passing touchdowns as well. Uh, what can Bonner and this Aggie offensive line do to cut down on those those pressure those quarterback pressure numbers moving forward? Yeah, it's interesting. I just had a conversation with Coach Anderson about that this morning on my. Uh flagship radio show here in Salt Lake City and and I asked him if is it the offensive line is it the scheme is it uh, Logan Bonner himself maybe holding on too long waiting for something to clear and he said yes all the above they've had a (laughs) lot of issues with injuries on the offensive line and and they've had to 
work some guys in. They've had to give guys playing time that they didn't think that they would need here early in the uh, or in the season. Uh, they've got guys playing out of position, so they're at a disadvantage as far as that goes. And then Logan Bonner on a couple of throws probably held on to the ball a little too long. But ultimately, too, Colorado State's got one of the best defensive lines in the country. I mean, they came into that game with 21 sacks already on the season. They've proven they've gotten after the quarterback a lot. So it was the perfect storm. Utah State with some offensive line issues. And then certainly Colorado State, one of the best, if not the best, uh, team in the conference and getting after the quarterback. So uh, a coach said, look, honestly, they're good. We probably should have cut that in half, maybe four or five sacks. Definitely shouldn't have been eight. Uh, but they still found a way to get it done, and and so they're they're pleased with that. But still, a lot of work to do with that offensive line, and to avoid giving up those sacks in the future. And speaking of moving forward towards the rest of the season, don't look now, Scott. But we're already almost at the halfway point in in the conference slate. It's been flying by here in the 2021 season. Glad to uh, be back for a full season. Uh, the Aggies currently on top of the Mountain Division within the conference, uh, a three and one Mountain West record at this point, with wins over Air Force and now Colorado State, who were the two teams below them, looking up at the top of the Mountain Division standings. How important were those wins uh, over the Rams and the Falcons as the conference slate is? just about its halfway point they're absolutely huge and the fact that Boise's already got a couple losses uh and so obviously they'd lose the tiebreaker with Boise but to maintain it with Air Force and Colorado State are just tremendous and the fact is the schedule is such that they don't Utah State does not have to play Fresno they do not have to play Nevada they do not have to play San Diego State whereas those other three teams in the division have to play a combination of those teams so the schedule sets up nicely for Utah State They've got the tiebreakers. It's still a long way to go, but to have the inside track at the division, especially considering what this team went through last year, and to be at this point at 5-2 and two and 3-1 and one in conference play with two big wins against Colorado State and Air Force, uh, not a lot of people saw that coming. Uh, but this coaching staff has done a great job coming in, setting the culture, getting these guys to buy in, and have done just an absolutely tremendous job. You mentioned the schedule looking forward with five games remaining on the slate for the Aggies with three of them on the road. One of their home contests is looking ahead to this weekend here in Week 9. Utah State welcomes the Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii to Logan, Utah. Can you give me an early scouting report on Todd Graham's team as they enter the matchup hot off of a win against a non-conference New Mexico State team? Yeah, it's it's a really interesting team too and they had some early season struggles but obviously have settled in with a win against New Mexico State State, a uh, big win against Fresno. Uh, Utah State is actually, for once, hoping maybe there's some bad weather uh, up in Logan to maybe try to throw Hawaii off a little bit, but it's a good team, a good defensive team. They've got probably one of the best uh, all-around players in uh, in the conference in terms of receptions and rushing attempts, so this is going to be a fun game, but let's be honest. I mean, it doesn't matter who Utah State plays these days. Chances are it's going to be a weird, bizarre ending. It's going to come right down to the wire to make it really interesting. It just seems like, uh, you know, this season's been brought, brought to you by your favorite heart medication because, uh, frankly, it's taken a few years off everybody's lives this year. Hey, they might need it. They play at some high altitude the rest of the way out as well. Well, big thank you to Utah State play-by-play man uh, Scott Gerard for stopping by the Week 9 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. Scott, thanks again for joining us, and best of luck the rest of the way out. Appreciate it. Thanks for your time. We'll preview the entire schedule around the Mountain West after these words from your local station. Hey, this is Blake Anderson, head football coach of the Utah State Aggies. We'll be right back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. 
This is Coach Todd Graham, head coach of the Rainbow Warriors. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Back with our final segment on This Week in the Mountain West, set to take a look at the Week 9 slate of action from around the Mountain West Conference. The schedule kicks off in Reno, Nevada on Friday as the battle for the Fremont Cannon rages for the 47th time in the history of the matchup between in-state rivals UNLV and Nevada. The Rebels and the Wolfpack score off at 7 p.m. on Friday at McKay Stadium, televised nationally on CBS Sports Network. The Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii are used to playing the latest games in the Mountain West Conference at home, but they lead off the Saturday schedule in a Week 9 matchup on the road against the Utah State Aggies at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. You heard Utah State play-by-play man Scott Gerrard in our last segment mention the importance of quarterback play for both sides, and we'll see if the Aggies can register a more quote-unquote normal victory in a game televised on Spectrum and the Team 1 sports app. 4-3 Wyoming has won every game in non-conference play thus far, but are looking to improve on their 0-3 record in Mountain West action as they head to Northern California in Week 9 to face off against the 4-4 San Jose State Spartans in a 1 p.m. Pacific kickoff on FS2. The evening slate around the conference gets going in Fort Collins, Colorado, with the 3-4 Colorado State Rams looking for their third conference victory as they play host to the 3-4 Boise State Broncos, who have started off their season in conference with a 1-2 record to this point. 5 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff on CBS Sports Network in the first end of a Mountain West doubleheader on the network. That matchup will be immediately followed by the nightcap and the Week 9 finale around the Mountain West, featuring the top matchup of the day. Both Fresno State and San Diego State have been nationally ranked this year, and Brady Hoke's Aztecs enter on a seven-game winning streak and are also ranked number 21 in the AP poll. This contest will feature the third most combined wins between FBS opponents in Week 9 and features to be an ultra-exciting game kicking off at 7.30 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports. That'll do it for the Week 9 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. If you missed any of the show, you can always listen on SoundCloud on the Mountain West Radio Network page and on the MW.com. You can also download the show as a podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or however you listen to podcasts. And of course, follow the Mountain West on Twitter at Mountain West. I'm Matt Neverett. Enjoy your week around the Mountain West Conference. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West, We'll talk to you next week right here on This Week in the Mountain West.